Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. It's another special request here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, courtesy of Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors. I am one half of your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and joining me, as always, the architect of this Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, Kobe Nido. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Dave? I think you mean the Messiah. <laughs> Is that Kobe Nido or Bart Simpson? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Seth Rollins is uh, channeling Bart Simpson every time he does. I think honestly, like when they used to say Seth freaking Rollins, I think they like one of the writers in the room used to be like, you know what? That's something that Bart Simpson would say, like Seth freaking Rollins. Like you know what I mean? Like, eat, like back in the day, like knee, I'm Bart. Dude. Eat my knee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? You know? Right. Like, <laughs> oh man. So I'm doing great, that, man. That, How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, looking forward to this. It's another special request yes, from uh, from uh, faithful follower and listener Nick Opaluski. Uh, he's actually uh, he made a request for kicking out a two in the month of August, and um, you know I, I we did the uh, the recap of the Hulk Hogan unreleased DVDs. We you and I together did a um, a watch along of an episode of Primetime Wrestling a while back mm-hmm. that we did uh, during the early days of the pandemic, and. Um, so we're going to do another request, courtesy of Nick. And if you guys have special requests, then DM us. Drop us a DM on uh, on Facebook or Twitter at Retromania, Retromania with a W. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll watch anything you want us to watch on the network, except for, like, those four-hour WrestleManias. we gotta, we got to draw a line at some Please. point. I'm not watching Please. one of those four-hour WrestleManias. WrestleMania is um, 27 through uh, 36. Please. Don't bother us. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Twenty. That's a good one. Well, there's a couple of matches from some of those WrestleManias well, in between not, that I'm we saying, could watch. Uh, not just please, not a watch along of the entire event. Yeah, no, 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 no. God, no. I, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, it would. It would I, sitting through a four-hour WrestleMania for a watch along on a podcast would be like. Would be like going to a sleep study with Hillbilly Jim sitting next to you and just talking your fucking ear off the whole time. You'll, you'll be bound to you'll be bound to fall asleep. Just go watch his Hall of Fame induction speech in 2018. Absolutely. You can see half the crowd snoozing out. But anyhow, long story short, if you guys want special requests, we give it to you. I do it on kicking out of two. Kobe and I do it here for Retromania on marking out the days, weekend warriors, and uh, we got a fun one here. Nick has requested that we watch the August 29th, 1992 edition of WWF Superstars, which is the go home episode to the 1992 SummerSlam event. So they're right at the right at the tip, right at the edge, so to speak. Uh, so we're going to have some fun watching that on WWE Network. You can search for that by going to the in-ring section on the left-hand side on the space bar. Once you click on that, then you're going to scroll down. You're going to see WWF Superstars, and the date is August of 29th, 1992. Runs roughly around 45 minutes or so. So this is a quick little banger of a watch-along that we're going to do with you. We'll uh, While you guys are setting that that up Kobe why don't you tell us what's going on in the world of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network well Dave there's a lot of stuff going on thank you for uh, leading me into that um, we're dropping some more episodes of Hulkamania is Dead that's right the long awaited return uh, Dave and I got the ball rolling and then I, I had some um, you know stuff going on with the quarantine it was a little busy and uh, working out studio stuff I had a roommate here that was a teacher so we were uh, clashing styles as far as um, recording goes, but now the studio is set. I'm back here with uh, with you all in uh, condenser mic form, so you can hear me. And the bass is deep in there, uh, as Dave uh, got a glimpse of the the <clears throat> I guess uh, bandit earlier. So, yes, so so you know, full disclosure, we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit here and break kayfabe, if you will. Uh, you know, when Kobe and I, before we hit record, usually, you know, we, he'll he'll call me, and you know, we'll chat for a minute or two and just talk about what we want to do with the show and et cetera. And so, um, you know, he he calls me on my cell phone, which is you know hooked up to the computer. There's a whole different story we could do a whole podcast about how we record but nonetheless he calls me and it sounds like someone it sounds like someone has kidnapped my child um would you like like to record a podcast 
Yeah, exactly. It was like one of those voice distorters. And it was like, I need $1 million from you in 48 hours at the dock at Pier 7. If you don't come with that money, I'm going to throw your daughter in the water and she's going to drown forever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Like, I thought I was watching that movie Ransom with Mel Gibson. And I was going to be like, give me back my son. Great but, you movie. know, nonetheless, I didn't do that. Um, but then I said to him, like, yeah, you know, Turn off the Darth Vader option on your phone or whatever, and then uh, you know maybe we can get to recording. So he picked up a different mic, and then he called me back, no, and bing, bang, yeah. boom, and we're here. Nonetheless, so. technical difficulties aside, I am back in the saddle again. Uh, Hulkamania is dead, episodes dropping, and more Gaijin Wrestling Radio episodes are dropping. A lot of stuff has been going on with New Japan, some New Japan uh, strong shows, the American version, as well as the Summer Struggle as well as a lot of stuff going on leading up to the G1 Climax. This um, this is going to be fun and interesting to watch all this wrestling in this state post-pandemic. Um, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but it's post-it uh, 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 happening. We're not as quarantined. Yes. Let's yes. just say. We, we are, we are in a, we're on a, a limited quarantine, if you will. Yes, and speaking of uh, um, limited... Let, let, let's 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 talk about the um, unlimited stuff that we have in the archive going on at Retromania. I mean, we have plenty of stuff. We have The Origin of Attitude, Hulkamania is Dead, Marking Out the Days, the original show that you and I started together when we teamed up, um, which actually yep. we covered this episode of August 29th, 1992 Superstars that Nick uh, thankfully requested us to watch along. So if you guys want to yep. go back... That's episode 19 of Marking Out the Days. That's a fun episode that Dave and I covered uh, where we compared and contrast WWF Superstars and WCW Saturday Night from 1992. Um, and uh, we ended off at December 5th and uh, kind of capped it off there. Um, I, I, I want, but let, me, let me interrupt you just for one moment. Just for you out, listeners out there that want to go back and, and listen to our to our episode 19 of marking out the day's weekend warriors if you guys are looking for any good jeffrey epstein jokes <laughs> we got one in there okay if, if, if it's not in your rolodex it will be after you listen to that episode oh, yeah. of marking out the day's weekend warriors so uh check that out episode 19 that joke will never get old i'll tell you that right now yeah oh wow there are some zingers uh definitely yeah if you guys want to go back in the archive there is plenty of stuff there like like dave just said we'd like to make it fun we have jokes uh going on during the dialogue of our watch-alongs or our reviews and we keep it fun and we keep it interesting we're fans here but we're also inside wrestling as well uh we're the smart funny fans uh we don't take ourselves too seriously um but we also have plenty of content on our network that you can go back and binge over 300 hours at this point um, 260 episodes, and as well as a new guest on our stream, AC. That's right, Cool Down. That's a weekly review of AEW Dynamite and a lot of other stuff. They've been posting uh, news lately, and I'm really thankful for them joining on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and um, giving us a lot of uh, follows here and a lot of listens as well. Yeah, they, they, they're bringing the heat here to the network. Uh, AC, White House, and Edwards, uh, you know, I listened to a few of their episodes covering Dynamite, and uh, then I started listening to what they do, like their their Cool Truth News. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that. Brought some a little different variety to the network. Mm -hmm. They've been hitting it out of the park. Appreciate all the contributions and effort from the fellows over at uh, Cool Truth. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be at some point, uh, possibly having a spot on the show as a guest one of these days, maybe talking uh, some AEW with them, maybe doing some fact-check wrestling, if you will, because uh, White House likes to take a page out of my book with the with the wrestling history and bring the nostalgia factor to the show. So, well, that's what uh, we're all here for with the uh, Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast yeah. Network as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he's you know he he's 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 keeping with the theme, and I, I might I might be a part of the you know the show one day. Just you know guest appearance. I'm not going to spread myself out too thin here between marking out the days, kicking out of two, because this isn't the Dave Rosenbluth Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. <laughs> just so you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, teaming up with them and uh, doing some uh, some collaborations, if you will, from time to time. And uh, as, as always, I love doing this with you. Uh, we have a blast. We have a lot of fun. The little one-liners and the zingers. It, uh, 
it entertains us. If it doesn't entertain all of you, it entertains me and Kobe. So that's really all that matters <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of entertaining the other fans, um, uh, Dave, what's going on in kicking out of Tulane? I know you've been doing a watch along. You guys bared the uh, three-hour endurance, you, your brother, and uh, Dennis recently. Um, what's going on coming up on kicking out of two? I know you got a lot packed. Um, yeah, we did, uh, what, SummerSlam, yep. right? SummerSlam 1990, is that what you were referring 2000. to? Yeah, we did SummerSlam. Or, no, we did SummerSlam 1990. Oh, I'm sorry, 1990, I'm sorry. Yeah, we did SummerSlam 1990. It was the 30th anniversary. We had a lot of fun uh, with that. We talked about some pretty interesting topics, um, like Hogan possibly turning heel in 1990 after losing the Warrior. Mm-hmm. How would Dusty Rhodes fare as a top guy in the WWF? Maybe instead of heel Sergeant Slaughter turning his back on America, he would be the babyface opposing Hulk Hogan. Uh, we talked about the missed opportunity that was LOD and demolition. So that was a lot of fun. Got also a Nitro watch party up on the, on the stream. Uh the very first WCW Monday Night Show episodes. We reached the 25-year anniversary yes, yeah. of that. Don't know when this recording is going to drop, so um, it, we'll have already reached it at some point, I would imagine. And uh, Dennis and Justin and I had a lot of fun doing that. And then the month of September is co-host appreciation month, so Dennis and Justin are going to pick a subject that they want to talk about, and then they're going to pick each a um uh, a show that they want to watch. So for the next four weeks, it's all about you know my brother Justin and my, my good buddy Dennis Levy, who've been great contributors to kicking out at two. Uh, and the month of September is pretty much all on them. I'm just going to drive the car. They're going to give me the directions. So looking forward to uh, how that's all going to go. Very cool. And as always, you can find that on Podbean or any podcasting app that you have by searching Retromania with a W and Dave where can we find you guys exclusively kicking out at 2 exclusively kicking out at 2 Facebook and Twitter facebook.com forward slash kicking out at 2 and our Twitter handle at kicking out 2 K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T and the number 2 hit us uh, give us a like on Facebook give us a follow on Twitter Twitter's been uh you know, during this pandemic, Twitter has, uh, you know, risen through the ashes, if you will, when it comes to kicking out of two. Uh, we've gained a, a nice little following, and we, I'd like to continue that, as well as Facebook. So, um Keep up the likes and the follows on social media. I try to bring as much fun, uh, positive pro wrestling um, to the to the accounts and uh, keep it up. Uh, you know, I, I look forward to interacting with you more. Might be doing an Instagram page at some point. Not sure. Still trying to figure that all out. And of course, maybe even a YouTube uh, channel for all the shows. But um, nonetheless, having fun with it as always. Love talking wrestling. Love talking, uh, you know, nostalgic pro wrestling. And so, yeah, yeah be a part of it definitely thank you very much um for listening everybody and like rate review share and subscribe if you like our podcast it's the only way to help us grow and keep it going um dave you ready to get into this episode this special request from nick yeah let's do it man yeah this episode of superstars dave let's uh remind everybody how to get into it if they if they zoned off or if they're just joining us now or if they fast forwarded it if they're jerks yeah because <laughs> they're jerks i'm sure we have a few jerks that listen but you know we appreciate your 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 your, your loyal listening uh, even if you're a jerk but nonetheless um wwf superstars august the 29th 1992 just go to the in-ring section on the left hand side click on that and then you're going to click on shows or you can click on all shows i should say and you scroll down and you look for wwf superstars and then once you click on that the year is 1992 click on the year and then you're going to scroll all the way back to august the 29th 1992 you'll see a picture of rick flair and the ultimate warrior face to face with mean gene uh you know on the podium the 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 staging area where they used to do all the promos and like i said the episode runs roughly 45 minutes and when i say play i'm gonna go three two one play you're gonna hit play with me and we're gonna go back and we're gonna watch this map or watch the show the go home episode of wwf superstars heading into SummerSlam, which took place in Wembley. london england wembley stadium um august the 31st 1992 so without further ado you ready Kobe yes indeed all right in three two one hit play this Monday night the ultimate warrior an macho man Randy Savage collide for the world wrestling federation championship at SummerSlam but before 
before that took place. It was the SummerSlam Spectacular, where we saw the two challengers and the champion face off against the Nasty Boys, managed by the mouth to the South, Jimmy Hart. The tensions were rising. They were rising like a tidal wave, as Randy Savage threw his jacket over the top rope, while referee Earl Hebner put grease on his greasy fingers on the championship belt, and then the Warrior tagged Macho Man reluctantly to get involved into the match. And Randy Savage, looking for Elizabeth, she's probably in Hulk Hogan's dressing room, jumps into the ring, ready for action. And then, another reluctant tag from Randy Savage to the ultimate warrior, as Earl Hebner is trying to play referee, because he's not really a referee, he's just a twin of a referee. <laughs> and then, the warrior lifts his head. Yep, he puts his leg down on the second rope, and he invites Savage in, and the warrior says, Randy Savage, get in the ring right now. Double head smash to Jerry Sachs as I feel the power of the warrior. Oh, I'm going to turn my back to you. Oh, 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 my knee. Oh, my goodness. There's my bald spot. Uh huh. What did you do that for, huh? Ultimate Warrior, what did you do that for? No, I didn't push you! J-Sax pushed me into you! No, you didn't, you son of a bitch, with your skin-tight fucking singlet on. It looks like you got abs that aren't even there. And here's Vinnie Mac. Oh my god, the open of the show. Thank you very much, Dave Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Macho Man Savage going against the Nasty Boys at the Summer Sp Slam Spectacular. Uh, a callback from the episode 19, say that five times fast. Um, yeah, Vince McMahon opening us up here on this episode of WWF Superstars. Recapping, Dave, did we watch the SummerSlam Spectacular at all? We did not. It was not available on the network to us. It was a part of an episode of Primetime Wrestling, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, or it was, a it was like a Sunday night special. Okay. They used to air them like a week before the pay-per-views. And I don't believe this was on the network. And I don't think it still is. Because I know that like... There's a part of me that wants to say that like it was... It was a, a Sunday night special, but then they replayed it as a part of Primetime Wrestling too. So the Primetime Wrestling on the network currently, as of this recording, is up to... Uh, 1989. They have recordings from 1989. So they don't have anything um, uh, past that point uh, as far as primetime wrestling content. But here's Ric Flair. Out to face uh, jumping Joey Maggs. That's right, Joey Maggs. Probably pulling double duty. I wonder if he was on WCW Saturday night on this episode, on this uh, this date. You never no, know. that's actually Pat Rose. Um, Pat Rose, which he'll be on this show as well. Yes. He'll be he'll be wrestling on this show as well. Pat Rose is on um, this episode, and then the WCW Saturday night that airs the same day. So uh, he oh, was the wow. original Rick Rude, which we call back to the marking out the days episode. <laughs> of that's pretty that good. I forgot about 19. that. Um, yeah, getting this match started off. I mean, they're given a lot of, uh, they're given a lot of, you know, prepping up for this build for the SummerSlam match of the uh, tag team bout between Ric Flair, Rick Rude. I mean, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect going against Randy Savage and uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Well, I mean, they're they're involved in the buildup because the, as we know, as we've talked about on marking out the days, Perfect was you know, playing, you know, man in the middle in terms of whose corner he was going to be in at SummerSlam, um, which was, you know, to me, even as a youngster at the time, I didn't buy into the fact that slimy Mr. Perfect was going to be managing either Randy Savage or the Ultimate Warrior, but that was their way of inserting them in, onto the card. I don't know why Flair was not a part of the SummerSlam card in terms of you know, in-ring action. He would make a run-in uh, with Perfect in that Savage Warrior um, championship match, but uh, I don't know if there was injuries or if they just didn't have a spot for him on the card. I am not sure how that played out. But um, yeah, I'm completely sorry. The, I jumped ahead and was thinking of Survivor Series. I'm getting my S's mixed up because we're watching Superstars, <laughs> Survivor Series, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. There you go. Yeah, sorry. Super Sunday, Super Saturday. I'm super sorry, everybody. <laughs> we're jumping around the archive. Yeah, building up no, the SummerSlam. Okay. That's actually the match at Wembley. Yes, the WWF yeah. title match. Yeah, and then, then yeah, well, we'll, we'll, I mean, I'm sure we'll cover that another day in terms of the Survivor Series and the tag match. But yeah, this was um, th this was uh, the go home episode here, and 
they were really, really pushing the idea of Mr. Perfect being in the corner and whose corner he was going to be in. Um, that SummerSlam and Flair's involvement, and it was kind of it, it kind of alluded to that whoever Perfect's you know was going to be in the corner of, then they were kind of aligned with Flair um, and Perfect and Bobby Heenan to an extent. But it was at the end of the day, you could clearly tell that it was going to lead to Flair probably challenging that individual for the championship. Absolutely. And then not long after that, I believe it was, I want to say it was a, a, a televised event when Flair would then regain the championship mm-hmm. um, from the winner of the SummerSlam championship match. With Razor Ramon's um, uh, involvement. A lot of that was covered on the Marking Out the Days series leading yes. up to our episodes. Um, uh to December 5th, because we did cover the Road to Survivor Series. Uh, Ric Flair getting up for the uh, figure four here, locking it in on Joey Mags, and the crackhead ref rings the bell. <laughs> Bill Alfonso. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah daddy. I, I, I'm just going back to that SummerSlam. Why not have Ric Flair on that card, man? Think about that. Wembley Stadium, Ric Flair. How, how is that not a draw? Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mention that because um, my I'm kicking out of two. We did a watch. Oh, should we get, Can you get the audio for this? You want me to get the Please, audio sir. for this on my end? Or yeah. Let it be clear this now. This is going to And understood that I am fully aware of the storyline that you have painted to all those that have believed in your acceptance of my challenge for the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. As I stood skeleton to skeleton, eye to eye with you, there was a blurriness in your vision that I did not quite understand at the time. But now I do. Why is he whispering? <laughs> you then, even then, macho man, had already paid the price, already sold out. It was you, Macho Man, that had already paid the price to have Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect come to the ring and call you the Macho Chicken, knowing full well that I, for the opportunity to prove that I was the best, that my warriors believed in me because I was the best, I would not stand and let them beat you. You paid them to beat you, Macho Man. Even, even forsaking physical abuse upon yourself to convince my warriors that you had redeemed yourself. Then, Macho Man, I stand in an interview after all the lines of communication had broken down between me and you. With me and Gene Oakland, and here comes Ric Flair, the nature boy himself. You didn't misunderstand a thing, big man. Last week, day and night, into the wee hours, the macho man was trying to cut a deal with the perfect one to walk the aisle as his manager at SummerSlam against you. And you and I both know that with Mr. Perfect in the Macho Man's corner, victory is a virtual lock, big boy. Even then, Macho Man, I had to question. And then, Macho Man, I walked into a battle with you that had already been signed against two that are only filled of evil ways, the Nasty Boys. During that battle, there were no lines of communication. Two individuals against two other individuals. But you and I were not a team. We walked not together. We walked apart. When Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect came down and gave me the beating that I got, I knew then that you paid the price a long time ago for what you believe is in your retaining the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. But what you did, Macho Man, was 
You sold your soul to the devil! And now it's SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium in front of 80,000 only warriors! I will release all the fury and rage I have as the ultimate warrior. And you, macho man, will never, ever be the same. Tell me that's not a heel building promo. Right? That was And some good I mean, promo the, the, work by the by these guys for building for this uh, oh, yeah. for this angle for sure. Absolutely, I I, I agree hundred percent. I think this was I think that was probably one of the Warriors' best promos ever. Yes, and it, it, ever. it for me it certainly feels like he should have turned heel and not necessarily joined allegiances with Ric Flair, but turned heel and gone his own like you know route. You know what I'm saying? We we've, we talked we talked about, about that on marking out the days. Yeah, we definitely talked about it, and we talked about how there were rumors that that was something that was presented, and I'm not sure how true it is if he wanted to do it or if he if it was even discussed with him. But um, we, to go back, I just want to briefly go back to your point about Ric Flair not being on this card in a wrestling capacity. Um, imagine now uh, when we did a. A SummerSlam 92 watch along last year on kicking out at two. Justin was with me, and we talked about you know the idea and the possibility of Hulk Hogan being discussed for this SummerSlam event. And one of the ideas was discussed was maybe doing Hogan and Flair in like a big time matchup on this card. And we felt that although it would be a good idea, it would kind of take away from the other two main events that we originally saw here with Savage and Warrior and Bulldog and Davy Boy. True. But Hogan, Hogan and Flair in a big time match on that show, man, whew, that might have been, yeah, something like that. Or maybe Hogan teaming with, you know, maybe Flair and Razor against Hogan and. I don't know, Savage or Hogan and Warrior, you know what I mean? Something like that. I know I kind of try to lump Hogan into the mix here, but apparently um, the, the the urban legend out there was that they did contact him about this, 
about this show um, to discuss any kind of involvement and uh, obviously it didn't work out but uh, it, it led to talks again about him coming back in 1993 so I'm curious as to what they would have had in mind for Hogan on this on the SummerSlam card from Wembley because mm-hmm. I mean to me, it's one of the, it, people look at the card and it's like, all right, you got Bulldog and Davey, you got Savage and and, uh, and Warrior, and then like to an extent, Undertaker and Kamala was a pretty big match, but then everything else was just forgettable. But imagine if you put Hogan and Flair on this card, like this would have been like a this would have been like a mega summer. Would have been better than Crush and uh, Repo, Repo Man, Man. Man, yeah, or Nails and Virgil, yeah. <laughs> or 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 the Natural Disasters and the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about that too. How like things just kind of the, the buildup just kind of changed on a dime. I think you're it's your boy Pat Rose. Yep, that's the boy, Pat Rose. There, there he is, there. Pat Rose. Working both Looks companies, like a, getting two paychecks. Yeah, this week. <laughs> As he goes one on one with the Native American Tatanka. Yes, we've talked about Tatanka before, and how he was very popular out of the gate. You know, very. I mean, he had an undefeated streak for God knows how long, and almost two you know, years. I looked at the, and I, I, yeah, almost two I years. Think he definitely would have served well as an intercontinental champion. I was just gonna say that. I was literally just gonna say that. That definitely, to me, was was where he. I don't know. I, I just pictured he's one of those guys that like like him and Rick Martel and maybe a few other guys were like you just you look at them and you, based on their work and their popularity and how they get over with the crowd that like. There should have been just a little bit more with them, you know. They're like, they're like Tataka should have been a, a a fighting intercontinental champion along the lines of like, like a Pedro Morales. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he would he would be the the Native American, you know, not spokesperson, but like the Native American wrestler that identifies with that 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 audience, that demographic, yeah. to 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 kind of bridge the gap between you know, cat you know. Uh, the hardcore diehard WWF wrestling fans, and then that community, that culture, if you will. And as Intercontinental Champion, I think it would have, uh, it, it would have been a nice touch. Yeah, that would have been nice. I can definitely picture him with the white belt. Yep. Or the, oh, changing the, the colors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go too crazy with it, but like, yeah, I could see him with like the 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 white leather strapped Intercontinental Championship or. Um, or maybe even doing like a red to kind of go along with the the the, the top of his hair, the color of his mm-hmm. hair. Um, I could I could picture something like that. That would have been kind of cool. A red intercontinental championship. Yes, absolutely. Um, or maybe even the blue, like you see on his knee pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I I'm intrigued by that uh, that bright red that you're talking about. That'd be nice. Yeah. To see. Uh, speaking of Tatanka, I I did see him recently as a toy. That is though. I went to a toy store that's near me, Dave. You'll love this. It's called oh, Lost in Time Toy Store. It's in uh, Fulton Laurel area in Maryland. Um, okay. And they have ceiling to floor, or floor to ceiling, toys, vintage stuff, man. And so yeah. much WWF, WWE, uh, a <sighs> lot of Hasbros. I'll take some pics for oh. you. Um, yeah, man, please. I was in there for a good 30 minutes digging through G.I. Joe's, digging through the Ninja Turtles, going through the oh, WWE man. stuff. Oh, man. It's great. Just takes you yeah, back. I'm, this was that perfect Hasbro to... time for me as well, collecting all these figures. I have the Tatanka Hasbro, and I have the original one that I had when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. uh, for some of you guys that listen out there, you've heard my, my stories about all my 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 uh, action figures in the collection that I've that I've attained these last couple of years. So, I've only had maybe about like seven or eight Hasbros left when I was a kid. I gave most of them away or they were broken and threw them out, um, sold them at a tag sale, etc. But the Tatanka one, I still have um, in the case. And it's it, the, the paint is... Is, is a little worn on it, but for the most part, it still works and still looks like it's in pretty good condition. It's still, um, yeah, I think it does. I think like when I because it, it had the um the twisting action with the arms, so I think when you twist it and it gets to like like the the second or third rotation or the revolution that like it does like that. <laughs> but I used to be able to do that as a kid. Now I can't do it. But. Uh, uh, Tatanka just wins with a big chop and a native drop, not a Samoan drop. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a nice yeah. Uh, shirt too. Yeah. So the throwback to Tonka nice Hasbro, shirt. man. You have a lot of collections. We still need to do that. Uh, maybe we can air that on a, the YouTube channel and start to throw our podcast back up there. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I I, I, would, I wouldn't mind getting into that. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've I've attained a few <clears throat> over over this uh, pandemic here. Um, some of the ECW toys and a few of the Funko Pops. Um, I, I actually got a hacksaw Jim Duggan with a flag of a Hasbro um, from the from the Purple Card series. Any access so to I've, the I've, AEW? I have. You know what? I saw some of those toys, and some of them look cool. And some of them, I'm just like, eh. like for instance, like the Kenny Omega toy, like the face, the face scan on those. Um, some of them, not all of them, okay? Because I've seen other pictures where like there's been better face scans, but some of the, the I, there must have been some sort of issue with the face scan. But he looks like. He he looks like a girl that's crying and has her her eyeliner and her makeup running oh, down her face, man. like. <laughs> there, I, I, but I I don't know. Like I have not I've not been out in the stores where I've seen the toys, but I hear that they're flying off the shelves. Yeah, I hear I, that I, you can't get them. Anywhere. I've gone to Targets. I've gone to Walmart's just for shits and giggles when I've uh, shopped and um, getting groceries and stuff, the necessities, and going by the toy aisle just just for shits and giggles, and they're always sold yeah. out, and they're like thirty dollars a pop. Um, yeah, I know they're pretty expensive. I know that Target doesn't carry them. I know that Walmart is has got the exclusive license for right. it and the deal right now. So you'd only be able to find them at Walmart, or you'd have to order them online. I think like RingsideCollectibles.com, you'd be able to get them. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's wild from what I hear. Like the only thing I saw that was AEW in a Walmart was the toy belt. That was okay. it. I just saw the I just saw the belt. There was no figures. Every Walmart I go to, all the wrestling figures, there's like there's either none on the pegs or there's like twelve of the same guy. It's like, like I think eight, I saw AJ like, Styles. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. AJ Styles, exactly. Yeah, and there's like four different outfits and color schemes and variants, but everyone else they're fucking nowhere to be yeah. found. I, and speaking so. of toys, when I went to that uh that toy store um near me, Lost in Time there was a, a weird face scan. There was a couple in there. Uh, I'll have to post them on the Retromania uh, Facebook page. It's The Rock as the Scorpion King. He looks like he's cranked out. Oh, I think. And then the, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's Chris Jericho. That. Yes. That, it, it does not look like Chris. I'll, I'll just post some pictures on the Facebook page, so look out for that. Retromania with a W. Uh, let's get back to the superstar stuff as we talk nostalgia toys. Yeah, speaking of nostalgia here, someone who we just recently lost um, uh, due to uh, COVID-19, uh, the, the late, great Kamala. I, wait, I um, thought he was running for vice president. <laughs> oh, here we oh, go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong podcast. Wrong. Oh, look, that kid is terrified right there by Kamala. Oh, man. The Ugandan giant. Yeah, yeah rest um, in peace. Um Sad, sad way he went out. Um, I know he had he had it rough the last few years between you know getting diabetes, having both of his legs amputated. He was confined to a wheelchair, um, struggling with his health and his finances, and it's unfortunate. I'm sure that he'll be a shoe in for a Hall of Fame induction at some point within the next couple of years. Usually after everyone dies, someone's going into the Hall of Fame, so I'm sure he will. Um, I didn't know this. But uh, when he died, uh, I think Jerry Lawler was on Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM. And it was actually Jerry Lawler who created the Kamala gimmick mm-hmm. in Memphis. Yep. I had no idea. In the 70s. And uh, yeah, big time I had heel. no idea. And uh, worked WCCW in the Southern Territories a lot. And uh, actually, at the beginning of Hogan's run in WWF, uh, the Hulkamania run, it was one of his uh, biggest opponents at the time. Yes, that's where I got first introduced to. Well, actually, I should say I probably saw Kamala in the magazines, in like the after mags, and then I saw him wrestle Hogan in WWF in like the early Hulkamania run. But um, you're right, yeah, WCCW. He was managed by Skandor Akbar and I think Gary Hart at one point. Yep. Um, Memphis, he had a big run there. Florida, I think he was a part of. You know, uh, Eddie Graham's territory. He he was a big name all over, and he wasn't the cartoon that you that that I guess today's fans would remember him as. No, um, he was a martial was artist this, as well. They, they yeah, he was like him. a monster, yeah. you know. He, you, I, would, I would compare him a lot to how they introduced Umaga in the mm-hmm. beginning. Like as he would just kill people. There. 
Yes, um, to Jeff Daniels and his mullet. He needs to thrust that mullet right off. But um, yeah, Kamala was this monster, and uh, you know he was. And then in later years, his character would be treated like a like a, a over the top cartoon gimmick, like when he was a part of the Dungeon of Doom in WCW. Well, because he's from Kevin he's Sullivan. from the darkest of Africa. That, oh, that's right. Yes, right. Oh my goodness, I, that's funny that you brought that. <laughs> the darkest. What did he call Africa. that? The 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 what did he call that? The the black, um, the the black elephant. Oh or yeah. The, the, uh, the black lion. He called the black lion. Yeah, he said he's like a black lion. Like, like Jesus, can he Vince. just be the lion? Yeah. Why does he got to be black? Seriously, Vince. but he's from the darkest um, part of Africa. But yeah, I digress. Go, go on. Yeah, he, he definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, he's. he's an all-time great for sure. A character that was popular, and you know, he he was a he was. You know, all over, just about worked about every territory, um, and it was unfortunate that you know in the later years in his life he didn't get to enjoy the fruits of his labor. Um, you know, with his unfortunately with his with his diabetes coming into play, and you know, I think Jericho at one point it helped him out. Mm-hmm. Jericho um, did donate quite a bit. Uh, some money towards the funeral cost as well. I yes, I saw that too as well. Yeah, I, I, de- I definitely saw that too as well. I don't know if Jericho. You know, I know Jericho's done that for other guys before, but I don't know if Jericho and Kamala had some type of a relationship. I'm not sure, uh, but he. He was very like very generous in helping him out on a number of occasions, yeah. uh, which I which you know you can shit on Chris Jericho all you want you know now, but I mean yeah that 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 to me is you know that's a class act right there. Yeah, I absolutely um, was scared of Kamala as a kid. Oh, same same here. Uh, speaking of scared, we got nails here uh, in the event center. Um, looks like uh, he's getting ready for his match with Virgil. Virgil. I'm gonna beat you like you owe me money. And then we got the rumble in the jungle with the Papa Shango and the breadsticks and the meat sauce and the fuck money from Olive Garden because that's right, I'm Virgil, baby. I sell 8x10s in the subway in New York City for $20. That's right, $20. If you want to take a picture with me next to the 8x10, it's going to be $35. And then to make this relatable, if you ain't got nothing for me, I'm going to beat you like you owe me a stimulus check. <laughs> That's right, because I am too legit to quit. <laughs> exactly. Well, I got fired, so I'm on unemployment. I did not quit. Uh, big match leading up there. Yeah, I know, right? But I think Bossman came... Didn't we talk about this? Bossman came back on TV a couple weeks before SummerSlam, but they still built up Nails and Virgil. Like, why would you want to put Bossman and Nails on the SummerSlam card? Yeah. Instead, you fucking feed... Nail, feed Virgil the nails. Like, come it's on, to build up that guy nails, man. I see a lot of potential in this guy. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta have him beat the 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 black guy. <laughs> if they do it overseas, it's legal. <laughs> oh my Christ. god! All right, let's come on, move on. Yes, yeah, let's move on. Speaking please, of my <laughs> stimulus check, uh, here's the million dollar man and the IRS. Oh man, we just we just, we just went down a rabbit hole. I don't think we should have gone down. That's my fault. That that that's just our bit of accusing Vince McMahon as a as a, a as a racist wrestling promoter. Don't don't mind us. We're just we're just depicting what many people feel. Um. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Sean Mooney running down or Sean Mooney running down the SummerSlam <laughs> card here, getting ready for Wembley Monday night. That is. What a different time to have Monday a uh, pay-per-view. As you and I have been subject to that during this quarantine, there's been different pay-per-views going around. Um, as far as yeah, as AEW does the Saturday night pay-per-views, and then you know NXT's got some of those takeovers on Saturday, and then the Sundays are the traditional WWE pay-per-views. SummerSlams used to be on a Monday in the first few years, and I think they stopped running Monday pay-per-views after 1994. Mm. Um, so they used to run SummerSlam on Monday evenings um, at the end of August uh, up until 1994 as we see uh, an episode, a clip from last week's Superstars with Papa Shango making his way out during Bret Hart's match here. And we talked about this on Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors and what they, what they potentially were planning between these two following SummerSlam. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Papa Shango kind of put a hex on Brett and maybe gave him some bad luck leading up to his Intercontinental Championship match with his cousin, Davey Boy. Uh, cousin or brother-in-law? Brother-in-law, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. I just... Brother, I mean, God damn brother-in-law, it. sorry. His, I mean, his... his if his cousin is banging his sister, then that's uh, that that that's that's quite a fucked up family tree we got there over at over at the heart house. Hey, well, you knew uh, Diana, uh, you know, uh, I told her, uh, you know, you gotta take one for the team, and you know, just if when Davy Boy winks at you, you know, take him behind the the shed, and uh, you know, uh, give him that Disciple. you know that there. That heart love that we all been, you know, fortunate enough to give. Oh As uh, we see Brett putting his sunglasses on my grandson there. You think that's my grandson? I don't know. He looks like him. I got about 78 of them, so they all look alike. And uh, the glasses don't fit him. As Brett gets back in the ring right now, and he's going to face this Spicoli kid. I think I've stretched him before in the dungeon a few times, <laughs> just a little bit by the water heater. As Martha was making some sandwiches, headlock up against Spicoli, off against the ropes and we got a duck underneath and then after that swinging a myth and then Brett goes front face atomic drop just like usual elbow to the forehead by Brett and then we got a headlock and it's gonna rest for a little bit then maybe up against the ropes and off and shoot him and then shoulder tackle block and then we go off against the ropes over the top then we got a boot up oh, no wait a minute spin around and then we got a regular atomic drop and then it hurts Piccoli and he's selling it and he's selling a good job and I told him how to sell because you know what? Nobody knows how to sell in 2020 wrestling these days. Yeah. It's just drop kick, super kick, no sell, get up, forward flip, etc. etc. Canadian destroyer, plancha, and then we got a picture. Wait a minute, what's going on? Am I getting that old? Brett's in the ring, but now he's talking in the corner on the side with the with the box up top. What the hell is going on over here? Did Martha, did you give me the wrong pills? What's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, this is uh, not a bad match uh, as you're as you were doing the play-by-play for Stuart, which I love him doing the play-by-play. By the way. Um, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Um, this is some stuff here with Bret Hart giving Louis Spicoli a lot of uh, work and them at least, you know, looking like uh, some type of competition here rather than an enhancement match uh, that just goes, you know, um, with the with the face. Two and a half minutes and the superstar gets the advantage the whole time. I mean, Bret's pretty much got the advantage most of the time, but... It's taking him a little bit longer to make short work of Louis Spicoli. Yeah, he has to do some evasive moves <laughs> and counters as well. Um, yeah, as you channeled Stu Hart there, um, again with the cough. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, Bret Hart is building up to this uh, match with Bulldog, which um, Vince McMahon and others say might be the most technical match in the WWF. And we talked about this on Marker Now Today's uh, for a long time. This was noted and touted as the most technical match in uh, wrestling for a long time. Uh, Brett and Davey, yeah, at SummerSlam. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, it's, it's regarded as probably the greatest SummerSlam match of all time. Um, on a good day, Brett regards this as the greatest wrestling match he's ever had but then you know if he's not mad at Shawn michaels for any given moment then he'll tout the iron man match as the greatest match he ever had <laughs> sometimes brett can't keep up as to how many great matches he's had because he has no problem putting himself over but anyhow he uh he gets the win here as he's got the intercontinental championship uh hanging tall uh as he gets set he's kissing it goodbye because yeah that's right kiss that back goodbye because you're gonna be handing it over to your cousin in two days um <laughs> I like how we've solidified he's the cousin now. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> no problem. I mean, you know, the Hart family, they used to have bears living under the porch and, and, and they would they would lick the kids' toes with the ice cream dripping over and and uh, you know, they used to have all kinds of crazy stuff going on. As we see the SummerSlam report here. I used to love these. I talked about it before. These uh these these um you know, as they run down the cards and, you know, the green screen. I used to find this. Oh, here's Gene Oko and calling some fucking prostitute sex line number here. <laughs> um, 
He's probably looking to get his winky, uh, his winky wrapped up. Um, that's right. I was just on the phone with her. She said she's going to suck my dick for a dollar. And I'm not afraid that's to tell right. you I got a chubby. That's right. And you know what? With a coupon, I might get it for 50 cents. Who knows? But anyhow, this is the SummerSlam Report here. I'm your host, Mean Gene <laughs> Okerlund. And we are going to be live Monday night from Wembley Stadium in London, England. In fact, I have to catch a plane. But before that, i got to get that 50-cent blowjob. And then coming up at SummerSlam, we have a fantastic card here for you. It's exclusively only on pay-per-view. So get on the horn right now. After I'm done getting on the horn with the other chick, get on the horn right now and call your pay-per-view provider. Make sure you ask for SummerSlam, not SummerSlam in your ass, but SummerSlam, okay? And then you can watch it live on pay-per-view from your glorious home after you get that 50-cent blowjob. And here is one half of our double main event. We have Randy Macho Man Savage scheduled to face the Ultimate Warrior for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Tensions have run high as Randy Savage found the Warrior in Elizabeth's dressing room, giving her the ultimate... Oh, wait, never mind. That (laughs) didn't happen. And then then, coming up next, we have the Ugandan giant, the Black Lion Kamala, as he's going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. And here is The Undertaker with his manager, Paul Bearer, right now. Kamala, yes, my Undertaker is going to kill the Black Lion in you. Yes. Oh, Kamala, the only Black Lion I see is between my legs. <laughs> Just ask Michelle in 25 years when I give her the tombstone. You heard it there. We have the cousins, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, going up against Brett the Hitman Hart for the Intercontinental Championship. They're really upset at each other because Brett found out Davy Boy was banging his sister, which means there's some sort of inbred shit going on at the Hart household. Up next, the Money Incorporated, the stimula- Team Stimulus Check. Teddy Biasi and the IRS are going to team up to face the Legion of Doom, which will probably be Hawk's last match in the WWF because he goes on some drunken bender with the Hells Angels in London and then gets fired by Vince McMahon. And here are the Legion of Doom with some midget and Rocco. (laughs) Midget Some dummy and Rocco. Some dummy and Rocco, yeah. (laughs) Vince isn't going to fire me. You know why? Because I kicked his ass. That's why I'm going to go with the Hells Angels and I'm going to give him a fist right up his ass. That's right. Speaking of fist up the ass, we got Rick the Model Martel and Shawn Michaels wrestling each other. They cannot touch each other in the face with their penis. Oh, wait, never mind. That's another stipulation for another Just day. The They're not allowed match. to hit each other Just in the, the face. Just a tips match. <laughs> Another match that nobody gives a shit about, the natural disaster. Shockmaster, Uncle Fred, and John Tenta taking on those guys in purple tights that look like a couple of idiots, the Beverly Brothers. Please call your local cable provider right now so you can order this shithouse of a pay-per-view known as SummerSlam 1992. Don't miss it. Get on the horn right now. I got that girl waiting for me to give me that 50-cent blowjob with a coupon. I cannot wait to get the hell out of here and get to London, England, so I can have some bangers and mash with all of you. Thank you very much. Me, Jane Oakland, signing off saying good night, everybody. Jesus Christ. He said, I'm going to be bigger than Ben. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Good stuff. Who do we got next here? I I like how the Beverly Brothers kind of portrayed the lollipop guilt as well. (laughs) Speaking of lollipop guilt, there's Justin Taylor with that that, uh, Munchkin Land haircut he's sporting. As he's going to go one-on-one with the mother, Rick Martel. You know, I've got the arrogance, and i got the Tonka's buffalo breath feather hanging off my head. And yes, the pin is correct. It says I'm a model, which means I am a model. And I was once managed by the Dr. Style Slick. But then I said, you know what? I don't need Slick. I am Slick, and my dick is <laughs> Slick. And therefore, I don't need to have a manager, because I'm a model. I smell nice. And I'm going to give that girl the, 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 the thrill of her life, the one that was just staring at me right there. Not that kid with the chubby face and the comb over haircut. No, I'm not going to give it to him at all. No, that's right. Because I'm the model. Yes, I like my beret. I like my little bow tie. I got the pink tights. I do the cartwheel. And Shawn Michaels, you're not going to touch me in the face at the Summer Slam. No, you're not going to. As a matter of fact, I'm going to touch Sherry on her face and make her makeup run 
after I give her the arrogant throat gagger, if you will. And that's Justin Taylor. That's right. Come on, give me some lock up, take down, unbar. Oh, switch, reversal, cut by the mullet, push you off against the rope, leapfrog over the ball bag, then the drop toe hold takedown, and I'm going to, yeah, that's right, I'm going to, yeah, put it in there, yeah, give it to him, all right, there we go, yeah. Good stuff, as we have an arm bar by Rick Martell, thank you again with the play-by-play. Uh, we have about five minutes left of this episode, uh, running down the superstars, this match is uh gearing towards the end and then we're going to have some promos um you want to wait until the end of this match and then we can kind of sign off as the promos are rolling um and yeah we can do that absolutely um, i mean it's been a lot of fun man i you know honestly like i wish we kind of did more of these little superstars watch alongs you know maybe maybe it wasn't bad at all yeah maybe maybe we'll uh Maybe we'll, uh, you know, reconvene at a later date, you know, uh, and uh, do some more of these Superstars watch-alongs. These are a lot of Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Just as long as it's not um, one of those WCW Saturday nights with the Big Josh no. and Anderson. Please, nobody ever no, no, no. that as we have Sherry and Sherry doing the picture-in-picture picture, uh, here. Yeah, she's talking about how she's going to fucking get throat-gagged by Martel later after the or show. Or Sean. Or Sean, yeah, or, or both. Just they, the tips, remember. <laughs> Yeah, we said we said no touching the face, but it doesn't mean that we can't touch each other elsewhere. <laughs> touching the mouth. Yeah, touching the mouth. You know, maybe we uh, we we cross the sword before we put it in. Uh, Rick Martell, another guy um, I could have seen holding the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, For, you know what? I'm not. I, I had this conversation recently, and uh, I'll, I'll 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 say it with you. But um, even as a kid. I just had this vision in my head that, like, I could picture Rick Martel holding the Intercontinental Championship. Not that I was some smart fan back then, you know, at, at, at nine years old, but, I mean, I just had this vision in my head that he would have been a great Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And I'm just baffled as to why they didn't give him a run with the title. No. You know, like, he could, he could wrestle. He was over. People hated him. Like, I could just picture, like, a Bret Hart or, you know, a Tatanka even chasing him for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, this definitely could have been directed towards the uh, Intercontinental t- title rather than uh, going towards uh, Bulldog or Bret. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, I understood why they went with Bulldog because, you know, the he was popular and they, they you know, Vince liked big guys then, so he had plans. And um, speaking of plans, uh, here's Sean Mooney once again planning to inform us that SummerSlam is this Monday night available on pay-per-view. That's right. Pay-per-view, not that not that mud show that you see over on the Turner Channel. Uh, you know, we, we we do pay-per-view right here in the World Wrestling Federation. That's right. I am Sean Mooney, and don't worry about me and Gene Oakland, that dirty old pervert. He didn't get his fifty-cent blowjob at the coupon. Trust me, she was not trying to search for his little dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thank you very much, the Repo Man, who's also We're gonna have to rate this episode like NC seventeen. We're up early in the morning, got a lot of coffee in us, and we're rolling. Um, and yeah, you can tell what's Speaking on. Speaking of coffee, tell what's on our The Repo like, Man here, man. he scares coffee. Looking, Jesus Christ! Looking around for Mean Gene's dick. He's gonna repossess it yeah. <laughs> with the tow rope. I amuse myself. I know. It's early in the morning. Got to do it. Got to find a way to do it somehow. Here we see. Who we got? Is he? Oh, Sean Mooney's still talking. Who's next? Oh, it's fucking Uncle Fred and John Tenta here. Um, Earthquake, I like to shit in the sink. And uh, Uncle Fred, I like to bust through the wall. Um, (laughs) For those of you that don't get the shit in the sink reference... Scroll down the Kick It Out at Two Facebook page, and you'll see the uh, the picture I posted of Earthquake recently on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this uh, I was not a fan of uh, seeing. I, I I liked the Natural Disasters better as bad guys. I don't think they were, you know. No, the 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 good, switch good was guys. just because uh, the tag team division was sparse at the time, and uh, yep. yeah, you could tell it was just a lot of uh, transition stuff at the at going on in WWF. 
um, right now. Yeah, they were going through big transitions. They were trying to they they were trying to figure out where they where they landed with the federal government because the steroid trial was coming up, and they were still yeah there there was a lot of moving parts in 1992. Is is People say that 90, we've talked about it before, people say 92 was one of the worst years in wrestling. I think it was the beginning of one of the worst years in wrestling, but there was still some pretty good wrestling, and they were just trying to figure out some stuff. I, and, and it was everywhere, too. WCW, like you said, Big Josh and Arn Anderson. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Johnny B. Bad and Scotty Flamingo. Give me a break. As we see Vince here and Mr. Perfect, we're going to sign off because we got to catch a plane to London, England because that prostitute that was supposed to give Gene the blowjob, well, she's going to be double-fisting me and the perfect one on the plane. Sorry, Gene, you're out. Million dollar man. I'm the re exactly. I'm the real million dollar man. Easy, McMahon. I'm Mr. Perfect. <laughs> you keep your mouth shut if you will. I'll spit my gum in her face and she'll <laughs> like it and she might even take it for free. <laughs> Nick, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Dave, I definitely did. Um, this was fun to go. I had back. a blast, man. Nick, thank you for the request. Yes. Appreciate it, brother. Yes, absolutely. Um, this was fun to go back and watch Superstars again. Um, you and I reviewed these on Marking Out the Days. And uh, to, to do a watch along was a little bit different um, because you and I watched these shows separately and uh, reviewed them uh, separately on our shows. But, uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, Maybe it's something we could revisit in the future for, uh, for, for future editions of marking out the days i don't know Absolutely. we'll uh we'll, we'll see you know we'll we'll see but i would uh you know I, I definitely had a great time uh doing this had a lot of fun and keep the request coming if you guys want us to do watch alongs of other shows on the wwe network uh anything but a four-hour wrestlemania or those documentaries we're not going to do watch alongs of those documentaries um but if there's you know old episodes of nitro primetime wrestling etc etc you you name it Shoot us a DM, let us know, and we'll make it happen for yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can contact us at retromaniapodcast at gmail.com or on the Facebook page or on Twitter, searching at Retromania with a W, or you can find us um, on any podcasting app, searching Retromania right. with a W. Uh, we have the archive there again. Please like, rate, review, share, and subscribe. It's the only way we grow. Dave, where can we find you? And we will sign off. Thank you once again, Nick, and thank you once again to everybody listening. Uh, catch you later. Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. Twitter handle at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T in the number two. You can find all kinds of great retro pro wrestling content over at kicking out at two. That is a part of this great network known as the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Nick, thank you very much. Everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening, and uh, hope to do this again soon. Take care.